0: I'm going to send someone a text. Bam, we're live. I'm going to send Rich a text. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Oh, shit. I didn't say anything for 18 seconds. Fuck. I hope you guys all meditated. Did you do the
1: monetization this time or did you screw it up again?
0: I no no I did. Dude, the show last night's show is already getting fucking huge. I can't even believe it. People that must be people like in other in foreign lands.
1: You say that every time, I think. It's kind of like a guy that wakes up every morning with a big dick and every morning he's surprised by it.
0: I can't believe it's hard again. <laughs>
1: At some point, awesome.
0: you're gonna stop yeah. being surprised by this, right? In in the in the no, the mirror. I'm, I'm always impressed with the mirror. I'm a simple man. Um, it, normally in the mornings I drink Paper Street coffee. I did have a cup of coffee this morning. I have this machine where you put the beans in, and you push the button, and it grinds it and then drips the coffee. It's pretty cool. Um, but this morning, the uh. The machine needs to be, I guess it's called descaled. I don't even know exactly what it means, but it's supposedly to take the minerals and shit off of like the inner workings. I never really descale it anyway because I don't put those pills or those chemicals in my machine. So I just do a fake descale. I just like run water through it. But anyway, this morning, like anytime I need a quick cup of coffee, I step away from my beloved sponsor, Paper Street Coffee, or if my machine breaks down or whatever happened to it. And I uh, I drink a uh, strong coffee, which I also drink sometimes um, as a treat before a workout with a big glass of milk. Anyway, so this if I if I'm on my game today, what I kind give, of milk? I give credit to strong yeah. coffee. If I'm not on my game, fuck those guys, they fuck me. I I take that um raw milk, raw whole milk, and then put a scoop of that strong coffee latte shit in there. Huh. But but then you got to kind of like really warm up slow. You need like then a ten or twenty minute warm up. Because a a pint of milk with that shit, when you start working out, can the stomach's a little ooh, a little saucy.
2: Not bad, (laughs) just saucy. Start getting the gurgly guts. Here's
0: my first sip of the strong coffee. But and then the owner of strong coffee is um, a guy with a cool name: Andrew, Andre, Athena, Johnson, Joe, Von Rothenberger, and Sam Dancer. Um. I woke up this morning thinking about the torque tank again, Brian. Oh, yeah. Huh. And I received a handful of DMs uh, agreeing with me and no one disagreeing with me. I need someone to explain to me why you think it's a good idea to have a torque tank in a competition. Uh, One of the ideas we propose is it just takes the edge off of the athletes, but it wears them down. Okay, why not just fucking flog them with a bat then before they go out? Why not have them because the bat flogging company hasn't given them money
1: to use their well, equipment.
0: Why not just have them hold a, a, a D ball hold before the event. Then you got to hold an um, unbroken hundred pound D ball for a minute or something or two minutes. I love that I, idea. Actually, I do not fucking get, I thought about texting Matt this morning and even asking him, I, I was like, what would I want someone to do to me? It is the worst implement ever used in the CrossFit games. It's the worst influence ever used in a CrossFit competition. It is. It is beyond stupid. If If you want competition, if you want sport, you have to look up the definition of sport and what competition is, and the narrative that defines what a sport is, and people competing, and there are chance to pass people. Um. It's. It seems like I heard that Do you like the adult-
1: sledge rogue workout better than the tank torque. Yes. Pounding yes. Into random possibly yeah. different. Yes. Yes. All of it. Yes. Softball throw better. Yes. Way better. Million times better. I
0: I was going to crown that event at Madrid, the worst competition um, event in the history, worst placement, worst event. Like it purposely went out of its way to make it the worst thing ever. (laughs) You have the final event and the final movement in that event. Something where someone can't pass someone else. hey it seriously would have been a better event if you flipped the torque tank on its back they called it the turtle upside down turtle and you drug it with a rope it would be better because then you could pass it's bizarre it is maybe someone's going to explain something to me and be like no you actually can pass they like took the gear out of it or uh, someone's going to explain it to me it's not just going to be money you can't you can't be that stupid just for money unless you're you live in Canada, unless your name is Trudeau. All
1: right, well, one more minute to rant on the Torque Tank or whatever they're calling it. I'm and, over it. Uh, but you know I did, I are. did
0: text Jr. and Taylor and said, "Hey, can we come talk about the Madrid programming?" And they said, "Of course." So they'll be here tomorrow.
1: <coughs> hey, when? hey, are we go- doing it in the morning tomorrow? Like I asked you? No, we're doing. The e- you're in the evening. I cannot do the evening. Oh, I shit. told you that two days ago. I know. Probably wasn't. I probably wasn't listening to
0: that. Okay. Uh, can We and I asked you
1: to put it on the schedule a week ago.
0: Fuck, I'm so bad. Let's move to 7 a.m. Let's move Brian to 7 a.m. Please for tomorrow and reschedule
2: Taylor. Do you remember
0: remember what the show is? Jr. for the E. Of course I do. What do you think? I am stupid. The 30 best dog breeds alive. No, it's the uh, thirty fittest women, uh, fittest women of all time. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm more excited about the bottom twenty. It seems like that that really ruffles people's
1: feathers. It was tough. This is, I think, it was harder than the men actually, and the men was hard enough. But uh, that's not the topic today. Uh,
0: is, is Emma? I'm looking at the comments on YouTube. Uh, Emma Lawson, is she going to Proven?
1: Uh, she's. I think she's. In Nashville, if she's not there now, she was there at some point last week with Jack Farlow, and that I don't know if they're going there or not. But it would, it could be a good fit for her. I mean, I think. Can we see know, her Instagram? Oh, anyone, it. if for any of the athletes that you might ask me about where they're going or or where they have chosen to go, <clears throat> I think that this the disclaimer is it's not really that obvious from the athlete's perspective what the best choice is. She's been training with her coach in Canada and having a ton of success. And I think there was probably a lot of question marks within this year of how well their preparation would carry over to the elite individual field. And the answer was very well. I would think that you could come out of the games this year after Emma Lawson and her coach and her team and take a really – you don't even have to look that deeply at the leaderboard. You just look at the events and say, wow, in this realm of fitness, we were good enough. Like we were ready for this. And in this and these workouts where this was, you know, what was being tested the most there we have some work to do there. And I don't think there's anything that's so glaring and obvious as a whole or, a, or where she's behind the women that she wants to be competing with that she f- should definitely feel like she needs something else. So I think that just on the surface level, she should feel confident in her coach and what they've been doing to go back and do that if she wants to there's other factors that weigh in if if people are reaching out and offering her opportunities hey if you come and train with us not only do you can we provide you this facility can we provide you this living environment can we invite you training partners of this caliber but additionally we have sponsorships with this we have financial you know or um, like media things with this we have a, so there might be other things that are being offered to her that make it worth going, even if she doesn't think from a purely kind of like what, like what, like
0: what, like what?
1: I don't know if I'm proven or if I'm HWPO or man or whatever, I would assume that there's someone on their PR, their marketing, their media, their sponsorship team that says, Hey, for all the athletes that come here, we're, you know, if you decide to be a proven athlete and you're already this caliber, then you're going to get a deal with noble. You're going to get a deal with this company. You're going to get a media. Do you know if that actually exists? I would, if it doesn't exist, I don't know why it, it it wouldn't exist. I mean, it's it could be like <clears throat> you. Could, I, I often think about it with like soccer, because I always thought this was ridiculous. I was coaching at a high school, and they said, no, "No, no, we're sponsored by Nike. All the athletes have to wear Nike shoes." I'm like, "Nike shoes don't match all their feet. Nike shoes are narrow. Not all the some of the kids have wide to- need a wide toe box. They can't play soccer in a cr- cramped shoe like that. I'm not going to force them to wear Nike shoes." So a shoe deal, that I, I'm not a big fan of a shoe deal. That's why I never liked that the games forced them to wear Reeboks because I felt like it was diminishing the potential for some of the athletes to excel if that wasn't a comfortable shoe fit for their foot. So I like that they made the change We can wear whatever. So that's not a good one. But if you have, uh, you know, you could get something like, uh, you know, an apparel company, which is less invasive or. than a a shoe I would think or I don't know but I would I would at least have some opportunities available I actually like the idea of having like a selection where when 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 an athlete comes here they can choose we have a relationship with bear grips and uh you know whatever victory grips and bear complex victory grips and skyhill and you can you know we can set you up with conversations with one of those and guarantee you that you can create a relationship and have your grip care taken care of whatever you know, you want to have some incentives for your athletes to come to your camp. And as some of these camps are getting more well-known and more, um, you know, significant, I think sponsors would want to be involved with them. And then athletes might have, like Emma Lawson, might have multiple opportunities. Who knows? Maybe three you- or four different camps reached out. Well, who's got the best opportunity for me?
0: Let, let, let me uh, ask you, this. so what if, uh, what if a camp like HWO that's that's printing money right now, between all of its uh, its hands and so many good business dealings, uh, the the programming, the podium, just whatever the programming for events, whatever mats up to over there, it looks like things are going very swimmingly well
1: at HWPO.
0: Yeah, do you it think looks that? Like that,
1: I have my concerns.
0: Do you think that um, uh, like that, Mal O'Brien gets fifty thousand dollars a year, Jason is fifty thousand dollars a year to be an HWPO athlete. It would make sense, right? Because you pay, if you pay them to come there, you get to use their name and likeness, but also you free them up of the stress of, uh, of, 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 having to generate income.
1: You would hope that the, that the relationship is beneficial for both parties involved that HWPO is getting the athletes that they want because they see this potential in them because they meet a certain, but I bet you, but I bet and you
0: knifer athletes- doesn't pay Medeiros. If anything, if anything, it probably goes the other way around, right? Madeiras probably gives him like three percent of his prize winning or some shit like that.
1: Maybe there was a, someone did a it's interesting right that, that the that the coaches should be paid salary not based on uh, prize money winnings or something a few weeks ago
0: but but either way the flow of the money is different something like hwpo you could see them paying the athletes
1: so it, 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 and, and
0: i don't i'm not suggesting one is better it maybe but
1: if you but now they're bringing on more and more athletes can you afford to pay that many athletes well you I mean, don't pay someone like katrin does she pay you is it just this thing that I've been talking about where it's like, no, having Katrin here is good for our brand and having HWO in my corner is good for my brand?
0: Well, they're, they're different creatures, right? Katrin's top three Instagram account. uh, But, but there's also a risk with her too.
1: What's the risk? I don't really see that much risk. She didn't make Uh, the games this year. Right. She doesn't make the games against next year. Okay. Then we just say, well, she's past her prime. She can't make it anymore. The field's too good. If do you know?
0: It, do the, you know of any any camps
1: that pay their athletes, like hundred percent? I do not. I don't. I've, I I yeah. never have really taken in investment in trying to. And, to and we
0: don't. And we don't know whether. And we don't know of any athletes that pay their coaches either, right? In the past, we know that Hinshaw I, past, works for
1: free for them, right? He used to. I don't know about anymore. And in the past, I had heard, and I'm talking like years ago, I had heard that there were you know, when, when an athlete won X amount of money that they would give X percentage to their coach. I don't know what the, what the landscape for that looks like now. And I haven't really pursued trying to find out.
0: And it's not like Matt needs that money or Ben needs that money. Ben Bergeron.
1: Oh no, no. I mean, I think Bergeron has created a lot, you know, uh, several different businesses where he has a great stream of income and I phrase are the same.
0: And, and 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 same with uh um I I bet you mayhem doesn't take money from their athletes winnings.
1: No, but I think about a guy like Matt Torres. So I'm like, okay, right, well, right. Matt Torres is a coach for Brute Strength. He's been there for a long time. I know that at different periods of time, he's coached more athletes, less athletes, etc. And now I'm I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, well, he has now a pretty big group of very competitive athletes that he's that are under his umbrella. There may be other coaches there that are helping him, but you got Danielle Brandon alone. That's a huge undertaking. Dallin pepper. Who's what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? It's a huge undertaking. She's a massive personality in this space with a ton of potential that people love. You know, she's very attractive. She's very good. She's flashy. She can win events. She's different than most of the other athletes. And she just got fourth place, which is real incredibly promising. He wasn't coaching her for a majority of that year. How would she have done if she hadn't made that change? When what's going to happen? It's fair to there's say he wasn't coaching under- her at all, right? I mean, she was at
0: she was with mm-hmm. the underdogs eleven months. Uh, she was with underdogs three hundred sixty four days.
1: There are different elements of coaching, so he wasn't he wasn't responsible for her training cycles leading up to the games. He had mm-hmm. her for a couple of weeks before that, but someone might argue that the mental discipline, focus, being able to get your athletes to relax or or. The peak for those things from a mental and emotional perspective in the weeks leading to the games and during the games is just as important as the 11 months leading into that point.
0: Um, did you hear about the, the new implement they're putting into the games? Oh, god, is it the twerk tank? No, it's called the Humbler. Maybe it's a uh, it's a that only the men will be using it. Uh, do you have a picture of the Humbler, uh, Caleb? Yeah, Let me pull it up, bro. Uh, in in some communities it's also known as the um ball stretcher the humbler someone someone sent this to me in my dms yesterday uh they said that this would probably be better than the torque tank what you do is you put that clasp around your testicles and whoever can straighten their legs out the furthest while upside down in a handstand push-up uh wins the event you see that brian whoever can get full extension on the uh on the on the brian yeah, Some let me know. When we're back on t- on
1: topic. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Uh, so that's uh, now you guys know why you watch the Sevon Podcast. You now know 2023 Rogue will be making those that uh clasp around the testicles. We'll say uh, made by American made yeah. leather. Yeah, thank you. It won't be steel. Uh so so going back to Emma Lawson, how how we got into this? Emma Lawson will not be um going to Proven, is what you're saying in your no, thoughts? No, no, no. Be- we don't know.
1: Okay. Uh, she was. It there. would be it crazy to leave her coach, though, based on her success. She could go to Proven and not necessarily leave her coach. You can make, you know, I'm sure that you can make arrangements and say, I want, I still want my coach to be responsible for my training. But I'm going to be in your gym. I train in this gym. And maybe there's an opportunity. I'll train and do my stuff 80% of the time, but, uh, you know, once or twice a week. Well, I'll, 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 I want to train with some other high-level athletes, and so having a Saxon Panchick and and, and Wells or Will Morad or John Colt, whoever's the the athletes that are there this year, is something that uh, I don't have at home. I do have Jack Farlow, but he's you know he's not a Saxon Panchick. and I'm, I think that there's some value in having an opportunity to compete against someone who's of a similar caliber, the opposite sex, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. So yeah, that is appealing to me.
0: Um, is, is in in this same conversation. Uh why would she go to Proven
1: if Tia's leaving? Is that Jim staying there? I think so. I think that you know, Proven is just as much Shane's as it is Tia's and that he's you know built up that culture there. I my understanding is that they'll still have a home in Nashville and, and then also Australia and they may be going back and forth and who knows? Maybe there'll be times of the year where um where he's there and she's in Australia and plus they have other they have other high quality coaches there. You know, this is happening in a lot of places. Where there are, there's like you know one coach, but then there are other coaches underneath or uh, alongside them that are coming up in the sport and are very relevant, uh, you know. And some of them are coaching some high level athletes.
0: Does the men's division have? A, um, and feel free to fill in any names I forget. Does the men's division in CrossFit? Does the CrossFit Games men's division have an Emma Carey, a Lawson, a Mal O'Brien? A Haley Adams, and I, I'm making it pretty broad now. Uh, sure. Who, who's some of the other new? Who's? Are there any? There's one, one other one, I think.
1: Well, anyway, uh, Olivia super, probably Olivia,
0: sorry, yeah, Olivia Kirstetter. I mean, these. Not we're, the same we're looking age. at.
1: There's no girls. That, there's no guys that are 17, 18, even 19, or t- really 20 years old now that are capable of top 10 finishes or even top 20 finishes at the games. But once you get to twenty, twenty one, twenty-two, then there are a couple. Uh Dallin Pepper, Guy oh. The youngest guys that are excelling at the games right now are Jason Hopper, Guy Maheros, and Dallin Pepper. But they're like twenty to twenty-four range, not eighteen to twenty range or seventeen to twenty range.
0: Uh, who who did you who did you say Dallin Pepper, Guy, Jason? Was there one more?
1: Uh, I think that in in terms of like under twenty five, I think that's it because I think you. Have what about go. Jack Farlow, uh, Tudor Magda? Yeah, so those guys are all around twenty years old. Uh, James Sprague, Colegry G- Saber, and they're coming. But how good will they be? And but they're no are they Emma now? Lawson. None of those guys are Emma Lawson. Not even any of the. Not even. Uh, I mean, you know, Jason got seventh this year. He's twenty four. Emma is seventeen and right. got sixth. Right. Gee, click on Gee is what, 22, 22. I mean, it's, and he's finishing in the top 10. It's great. But if you're looking at like, Saxon is like the next youngest and, and um, Lazar Jukic and they're like 26 and 27. Lazar was eighth. Um,
0: So, so the men have nothing like that. The, the, the women have like five or six rocket ships out on the platform ready to fucking launch. And the dudes are just,
1: they don't. I mean, this is just, it's a, it's, it's probably twofold is that women develop, younger than men and that there's still, even though I think it is moving in a, this direction, there still isn't the same depth of field in the women's side of competition than there is compared to men's at the elite, elite level. Uh, well, this next pretty young, but like these guys aren't, um, they're not in their teens.
0: Um, is Jack Farlow a games athlete?
1: Could not be. yet, but not like, yet. Could it, do, do you think he will be? He's got that potential. Like, for him, I think that the allure of going to Proven could be pretty good, um, but again, you always, you, you know, you, <clears throat> it's not always just about uh, Emma and uh, Jack. You also have to be cognizant if you're proven about the athletes that are already there. You know, have you talked to Cole Greasehaber about it? Have you talked to Saxon Pantry about it? How do they feel about that? Do, will they get along well together? Will there be a conflict? Because you don't, I don't think that you want to necessarily bring in people that are going to then disrupt what's already going well. Uh, I don't think that that's the case. I think Emma and Jack are probably pretty easy to get along with, but if you're Cole grease saber and you're like, well, I did make the games this year. I was really happy with semifinals, but I got, but frankly, I was, you know, exposed at the games pretty badly. I didn't do nearly as well as I thought I would do. And this guy is around my age, you know, maybe I've competed against him in the past and he's trying to achieve the same thing. I am. How does that make Cole feel? And he's young too, 22. Yeah. And Tudor's younger than that. So these are the guys that are the equivalent in terms of relative age in the men's field to the women's field. Um, and, and,
0: and Tudor went to Matt Torres's camp.
1: I don't think so. Oh, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. Does it? I've heard it, some different different things, but nothing that's solid enough for me to to want to say.
0: But he left James Townsend. I am pretty confident he did. Yeah. When you um, that guy, uh, Harry Harry Pally, yeah. God, it feels like one of those names I'm purposely messing up when I say it right. Um, Harry Pally, when Quant, Katrin, and Amanda Barnhart all go up to HWPO, it's pretty obvious why they're going there, right? Because of him? Yeah, I mean, Harry Pally's pulling his weight. Could him, and, him and O'Keefe are really, really pulling their weight. It, it, it is. It, it's a power. It's a power couple, more so than ever. I was thinking last night: O'Keefe, Pally, and fraser Oh uh, power thruple. Yeah, thruple. Thank you.
1: But you know, it's this. What I've been thinking about with, with HWPO is <clears throat> they. You know, last year they're. Uh, I feel like they were really focusing on excellence. So they had Mel O'Brien. They had Jason Hopper. And then they had Jake Marconi. And I, I think that the expectation for Jake Marconi was different than the other two. Personally, I feel like all three of them excelled last, last season. Uh, and then they, they, like we talked about last night, they have their online platform. Maybe they're doing a little programming in the off season. Now, the landscape is changing for HWPO. When you're bringing in this many new athletes with that much name recognition, and I do acknowledge, like, like you said, they have a Harry Pally. Now that's officially part of their team. They've, they do have a bigger coaching staff than just Fraser and Marconi. Um, but how many athletes can you add to any situation? And in, in, in my mind, HWPO and Brute Naples are the two that are really going to have to answer this year without diluting the quality of the product that you're delivering. It's very easy to program for one person. It's it's like having kids. Then you have two, and it's like okay, that changed a little bit, and now we have three, and it's uh, suddenly it's unmanageable. You know, that's what a lot of couples will say. They figure it out over time, but are you giving the same level of care and attention to child number three and four and five and six that you did to child number one? You tell me, Savan.
0: Uh, well, that's the Harry Pally was brought in so that because he comes with. Katrin Quant I'm um, and and I know I know I'm being um flippant and 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 uh, I'm taking some liberty to make some assumptions but basically they he came with Katrin Quant and Barnhart right and so th- you could say that it's it's a wash that it doesn't really put any more pressure on HWPO because they brought the guy it's kind of th- they brought the guy that's always run them he's not they brought him first and then and then those those guys followed
1: yeah, maybe, but then there's also the perspective, of, you know, of the public. Well, they saw Mel do great this year. They saw Jason make a huge improvement from last year in terms of his performance, execution, discipline, and mental attitude at the games. And then, you know, uh, and th- that's really what people are looking at. So, is the expectation that okay, Barnhart's going there now? She just had her worst finish in five years at the game. So we bet, you know, like, we, we can pretty much guarantee she's going to rebound and be back in the top ten. Is HWPO good enough to guarantee that Amanda's going to improve on her performance from the games this year? Or is her performance at the games dependent on programming? Or is the women's field just getting better? And even if she's just as fitter, fitter as she's been, it's not good enough to have seventh and eighth place finishes anymore. We don't know that. And so if a Barnhart comes through this season, does HWPO, everything looks good, has a nice semifinals, but she finishes 18th instead of 14th in a women's field that's really, really good. Is that a black mark for HWPO? Do they fail with Amanda Barnhart? Is that a bigger risk than catching David's daughter?
0: Talking about catching David's daughter. I'm guessing she's sitting there holding her cup of coffee or beam or whatever the fuck she's selling. And she's saying to herself, in the past I didn't make it one year. I buckled down. Like so she went to the games. I don't remember what year it was.
1: 2012 and then, the, and then 20- like in the mid 20s.
0: And then in 2013 she didn't make it. Yep. And then in 2014 she was back in the game.
1: Oh, one year off. One year off. 2013 she made it. 2014
0: she missed it. Okay. I'm guessing she's telling herself right now that she can do that again. That that's her that's her hope. I'm guessing that's her dialogue. Hey, I missed it. I missed it before. I got my shit together. I came back. I can do it again.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've that's what you draw upon. The first time that I got fired from a job or was forced to leave it with no future plans, that was a dark time for me. I had no idea what was next, but I got through that, came out and had another great job. And then later on, I had another situation where I was forced to leave a place and I was able to draw on that previous experience and say, well, I've been in a situation like this before and I know how to to get through it. So yes, certainly she can draw on past experience here.
0: But that was seven years ago.
1: That's Okay. I'm sure that that year is very, still very vivid in her memory.
0: And so she came back and won the games the first year, her first year back. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You think she's going to the games next year?
1: Uh, honestly, part of that depends on the season layout. But if I had, if not knowing it, oh yeah, she did make it. She made it 2012 and 13, missed in 14, and um, then came
0: back to win the games, which came is pretty back crazy. To win it
1: for tears. I would if I was betting. Not knowing what the season format is, I would bet on Katrin to make the games and finish inside the top fifteen this year. Oh, you're out of your mind! And I think, (laughs) okay, we'll see.
0: Out of your mind. She's done. She's She's toast. She. I I have it written here in my notes. She is toast. I think you're just hungry. She. She. uh, Maybe. Maybe she might be hungry. But. But um, you're
1: hungry for toast. Oh, um, I haven't had it in so long. Katrin.
0: I, I have not eaten, and I'm approaching 36 hours. Katrin is telling herself she missed the games before, and she can come back again. Um, here's the thing: Do you think she know? Do you think she even knows what she's missing? Like, do you think she was like, "Yeah, I fucked my diet up," or "Yeah, I I I, I cut my training back," or "I overtrained"? Do you think she know? Do you think, or do you think she even thinks she knows? I well, I mean, and, and the second part of that was she with Harry Powell in 2015. 2000 build, building up to the 2015. Do we know that the answer to that? Mm, I don't think so.
1: She was with Ben. She, she was always okay. trained with Ben. I know, ben but was wasn't Ben isn't was Ben Aren't Ben and Harry Pally interchangeable. No, I don't think so. In the case of Katrin.
0: No shit. Wait. So you're telling me that Ben, that, that her, her years prior to going over to Yami, uh, she was with Ben and not with Harry Pally. Mm-hmm. Well, that fucks everything up in in my head. <clears throat> Who did Harry Pally train then? Quant and Amanda.
1: I think so. I'm not. I, I'm not entirely sure of how they, you know, separated that out. But it we seems to get pretty obvious that Catcher and Ben were working. I'm gonna see, i to as close as a coach and athlete ever had for a long period. Of we time. get Harry Pally on. Let's see what
0: Um. You um. Why do you think that um it it wasn't suited for her over in Iceland, uh, with her her best friend, Annie Thor's daughter and the uh, sorry Tia the proven, um coach uh, Yami Tinkinen.
1: I don't think it had. I don't think that. <sighs> When I, when I'm assessing Catherine's season last year, I mean, it really just comes down to semifinals. Like I just look at her semifinal performance and I ask like what happened there? And it wasn't good enough. She missed by six points. It's a really small margin to miss by. She had two, you know, bad finishes. 11th place on the lifting is not that bad for her, but the 18th place on the other two workouts, that's not good enough. She had a first, a third and a fourth to go along with those finishes. So she still has obviously the potential to be very good. Um, the thing is that the you know the, the bigger concern is that the girls that beat her didn't do great at the games. Emma McQuaid and Jack and they're mid teens, top to you know pushing towards the top ten, but uh, Turi regressed this year, finishing twenty second, and then Solvick Sigurdard and Elisa Fuliano didn't do great. Maybe they Solvig wasn't at hundred percent. Elisa Fuliano doesn't even consider herself a full time athlete and was managed to beat Katrin. I just think that she took this season for granted. And and I think that she won't do that this year. And I think that she's still good enough to compete and to make it. And so that's why I said that I'd bet on her.
0: I don't know if I got this impression from uh, Yami or just, you know, a general, all the general chatter in the past year about catching, but the, in in summation, I'd say that her, that people see her as having a lot too many holes in her game, that she didn't keep up with the pack. That she was there, she was there with comp train for however many years—eight years, whatever, six years—and there were still holes in her game that were that were ne- that were never fixed. And that when she went to Iceland this year, Yami said he's going to start working on her holes, but um, but it's not enough time. Which is a weird thing to say about a two times CrossFit Games champion. <clears throat> Maybe something, do- something yeah. doesn't comport.
1: Well, she's always been, you know the biggest uh, hole in her game has always been the upper body pulling. And that was one of her 18th place finishes was in the, the Lagos rope climb event. Um, and if you're going to have a finish like that at semifinals, you know, you can't afford another one. She had another one. And so that kept her out, but, uh, we've seen, I mean, let's just look at Laura Horvat this year. You know, we talked about last night. She took a last place on a workout last, and she still found her way to third on the podium. Like you can overcome a bad workout. Um, since she's won the games it's not so not so easy to overcome bad workouts because tia tia's been there and you know she doesn't have those so she doesn't have those does she she's got less in her career than most people do in a year
0: what about this maybe the maybe all the money is burning a hole in matt's pocket and he just feels like he needs to expand
1: well, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge of every business, right? You know, when you're, when you're successful and you have more opportunities and you take those opportunities, uh, cause it feels good to, or the right thing to do, but you always have to ask yourself that question. Do I have the bandwidth to do it? And so now, you know, this is, and for them, uh, I'm not worried about their like program for the masses. I think that's always going to be high quality, but when you bring in, cause Anne's Annie's the alpha there. Yeah. I, but she knows that, that going there, you know? And they're friends. Like, I don't think that's a reason why she didn't do well. Um, anyway, Um Not
0: why she didn't do well, but why she's not staying there. I think she she knows that Annie doesn't want to share
1: Yami. Well, Nobody where she lives. That's a good question, too. I, I, I don't think she's, I don't know if she's living in Iceland anymore. She may have, you know, she's obviously her and Brooks have a good relationship going on. She might be living with him. I think he lives in Idaho or Washington or something in Montana. So i did hear that
0: they, i did hear that he has a home on the lake and in and,
1: quarter and, and that she was there yeah so you know yami might i be hope she runs into really greg when she's to... there
0: i hope she runs into greg when she's there that'll be cool she can tell him i'm out
1: <laughs> they can uh anyway yami might just prefer to have athletes that coach them in, in person and uh you know, but she's also always had a an in-person coach, right? She moved to Boston so that she could be there in person with Ben. She moved to Iceland so she could be there in person with Yami. Now if she's following HWPO and she's living in Idaho, there she's not gonna have that one-on-one, that touch that eyes on her every single day that she's used to. Um so that's a you know it's a secondary change for her <clears> in that regard.
0: And I think I did see something that Lauren published, um, Lauren Khalil published at the Morning Chalk Up. I, th- I think it was there. Or maybe it was something Sean said. I can't remember, but so, someone said that um, people, this group is not moving to Vermont.
1: Right. These right. these
0: new athletes, Sam Quant, uh, Katrin, uh, whoever else was on that list, Barnhart- uh, Amanda Turn. Barnhart, to, that they are not moving to um, Vermont. <laughs> right. Danielle did move to Florida. She's in Naples now. She is, okay. Uh, what happened with uh gabriella magawa she's leaving um what's it called the program mm-hmm. with john singleton oh, twofold full what happened over there why is she leaving what's the real reason not like hey this is the natural evolution and uh will she be staying in mallorca spain that
1: little island or she she jumping ship i do not think she'll stay in mallorca spain and everything i've heard even though you might not like it is that it was an amicable separation i i mean i i i i believe it could be amicable but there's there
0: was some um there was some something happens something wasn't being fulfilled i'm guessing if that's the case i don't know it but uh but you're close with Christoph. you've talked to him about it right i have not oh but and Christoph is according to whatever video i watched yesterday uh last night or riding the assault bike at eleven o'clock at night um Christoph is leaving, also. Mm-hmm. So they're going together. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to Proven?
1: Uh, I do not I I don't think so. Do you think they're coming to the United States? I haven't heard that. I really haven't. Both Gabby Magawa and Haley Adams, I have not heard hardly anything about uh, what their intentions are in terms of training or living this year. So I'm so I'm sorry if you're hoping to get that information, but I don't have it. Mm. why did you bring up Haley adams those are the two big names on the women's side that i uh haven't seen anything about and i'm it seems like you're making a way through the list so i assumed you would get to her eventually
0: uh and, and, and be- because there are rumors that um that she was going to hwpo mm. oh Haley, yeah
1: well, just in general, rumors that she's not not going to train with Mayhem anymore. Yes, some people had talked about that. People obviously acknowledge the relationship she has with Mal. They could become good friends. Um, but, yeah, I haven't heard anything solidly about what her what her plans are.
0: Uh, Rogue Invitational.
1: Mm-hmm. We know who's going now, right? I don't think we have the entire field, but a good, good portion of it. I think that Patrick Clark's keeping up to date on the morning chalk up with that
0: why wouldn't we know the entire field
1: because they did the invites and then they did the qualifier, but they don't, they don't announce the people who declined the invites. So if we go on there, well, the easiest thing to do is probably to go to the morning. Like you can go here and you could scroll through all the names, but on the morning chalk up, we can just pull it up in one spot. Um, and it'll show the whole list of people who have either, been announced as confirmed by rogue or have announced on their social media. So in the women's field that's uh, including the five athletes that are guaranteed a spot through the through the qualifier there are 16 known spots and in the men's field there are also 16 including those five which means that there are four spots in both divisions which are currently unknown. And in the case of the women if you just was you know were to compare it to the games field you can see that Tia is an unknown. Mal O'Brien is an unknown. Laura accepted. Danielle accepted. Brooke Wells, unknown. Emma Lawson accepted. Cara Saunders accepted. Gabby Magawa, Haley Adams, Alexis Raptus, Ariel Lowen, I th- Emma McQuaid. Uh, so wait, so accepted. you're saying
0: Cara Saunders and Amanda Barnhart are not
1: in? Cara Saunders and Amanda Barnhart are in. Oh, okay. These are all in. So I'm saying if... You know, through fifteenth, we my my understanding is that they invited down to fifteenth. We have not heard from Jacqueline Dahlstrom, Christy O'Connell, uh, Brooke Wells, Mal O'Brien, and Tia Claire Toomey, and but Bailey Rogers and Bailey Rogers. Those are five. That those asterisks means they made it through the qualifier, online qualifier. But there's that's five women that are in the top fifteen that have not confirmed or denied, but. There's not five spots available. So Rogue knows that at least one of those have declined an invitation. And they they offered an invitation to Annie Thor's daughter, who is the first athlete, male or female, that they announced that was coming. And uh so wait a second. So is so is Annie a backup? Yeah, it's an invitational. So they can invite whoever whomever they want. Why so didn't since, they
0: just invite her from the beginning?
1: They might have. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay. But they, you know, it's the We don't exactly know. Uh, my originally I thought they were inviting 10. Haley's going to Rogue, that's what we said. Okay, anyway, I'm I'm just repeating.
0: Uh, Kelly, you need to get out in the sun, buddy, just a little bit, not a lot, not a lot, just dose small doses at first 10 10 or 15 minutes at a time. Uh, you, I'm guessing you don't need to get out in the sun too much more, okay, just by your name, just racist. Okay, go ahead,
1: anyway. I thought they were. In, I knew that they were inviting the top ten. I knew they'd promised five through the qualifier. The other five spots, I wasn't sure. So then, it, then uh, one of the first people to announce that they were going for the women was Ariel Lowen. So I knew they'd an, uh, invited beyond ten. And Nick Matthews, one of the first for the men. He finished fourteenth, so I knew they'd extended quite okay. a ways down. Now I understand. didn't know if they extended down the list because people in the top ten had declined, or because that was always their intention to go through fifteen. But as soon as a spot opened up, I'm guessing that they reached out to Annie um, and he offered that first spot. Let's just we're just assuming here. We don't know. Let's just say that that was Tia who said, I'm not coming this year. So they said, OK, well, we'll invite Annie. And let's just say that Brooke also said they're not going that she's not going to go. Then they have a choice. Are they going to invite another person like maybe a Catherine David's daughter? Or are they going to give an extra spot to the qualifier and invite Matilda Garnes, who is sixth place in the queue?
0: Maybe I'll text someone and ask if T is going right now.
1: So as spots open up because athletes who were invited decline, then Rogue has a little bit of liberty. Um and on the men's side, it's similar. I think actually on the men's side, it's it's similar but different. Where they have uh I think all of the top ten are going. Uh I said they're gonna go. Quan Heather Hopper, Yeah uh and then it gets down to number 11 Saxon Panchik So basically the proven athletes have not committed to going to Rogue. They have committed to going to the Down Under CrossFit Championship. Which is obviously there's obviously some incentive for them to to go there. Um you know, T is going and competing with Brooke, Saxon's competing. Will Morad's competing. So they're proven as a training camp is prioritizing down under, across the championship over Rogue. At least that's what it appears like. And that's a pretty significant decision for the athletes. So there must be a big incentive for them to go to down under if they're foregoing an opportunity to go to Rogue.
0: Which athlete in particular did that, you said? Saxon. Saxon, wow.
1: Brooke, Brooke Wells, Saxon Patrick, Will Morad, Tia, they're all competing in some capacity. They're all proven athletes that are all competing in some capacity at the Down Under CrossFit Championship or Challenge. I apologize. I don't know what that
0: is. What's the date left. on that? <sighs> I can't do both.
1: Uh, Rogue is like Halloween weekend, and I think Down Under's two weekends after that, three weekends.
0: I wonder that. why. Isn't R- Rogue's got to be way more uh, prestigious and uh, more publicity? Mm
2: hmm.
1: Yeah. And more prize money for sure. So that's why that makes um, no sense. All you, well, all you can do is start to speculate. And this goes back to er earlier conversation. What is proven promising them, offering them, providing for them that makes them say, yeah, well, if that's the case, yeah, we'll go down under. I mean, that's a huge, maybe it's just a opportunity to go to Australia that you've never had before. And you're going to take it. Saxons competed at Rogue in the past.
0: Why can't people do both? You think they're too close to each other? The competitions. Felix, we know, we know.
1: Everyone knows. Felix, take um, your
0: mask off, buddy. Take your mask off. It's okay. You're good. We're all good.
1: Uh, you could do both, I guess, but you know. <clears throat> I
0: didn't just, know uh, that. I actually didn't know that she's going. She's going teams at the Down Under. That's like a, a known. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Is she going teams with those people you mentioned, or is
1: it it's teams of three women? It's Brooke and I think Ellie Turner.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: But Justin Maderos is going to go there, to support Ellie Turner, and he's not going to compete. He's just going to do a meet and greet, I guess. He's competing at Rogue, and then they'll travel down there. So obviously you could be at both. Yes.
0: And he won Rogue last year. That was his first year there, and he won it. Mm-hmm. He kicked ass.
1: He didn't make any mistakes.
0: And and, and Patrick Vellner is, uh, w- w- will be showing up at Rogue, and we are very interested to see what that looks like, right?
1: Yeah, let me put you on the spot. You think he will beat either Justin, Roman, or Ricky? Will he beat any of them,
0: any of the three of them? Yes. Pat will take second and fuck everything up that we th- we thought that he was on the decline, that I thought he was on the decline. It'll be really confusing.
1: Don't, yeah, don't throw you and me into the same uh, bucket. So, sorry, I apologize.
0: I apologize for that. It yeah, won't Pat- be
1: easy. I mean, these guys are good. This is the The men's competition, especially at Rogue, is going to be, like, I'm I'm very excited to see it. It's a different format, but what we saw from Justin last year was that he was able to say, it doesn't matter the format. I'm actually this good. So that's what I'm, now I'm asking that question about Roman and Ricky. Did you just have a great week? Did everything line up perfectly for you? We've talked about this with Ricky before. The start of that competition was so good for him. And it's easy to ride that momentum through and, and build upon it and go and go and go. What if he comes into Rogue and he takes 10th and 15th in the first two workouts on day one? What's going to happen on day two? What's his mental fortitude like to bounce back from something like that? If it were to happen, same thing with Roman.
0: Uh where did Pat place last year? Second. Second. Yeah. I think he, I think he'll stay in um, second. I think he's doing what he needs to do. It's weird. There's this, I feel like there's this laissez faire. Is that, is that a word? A phrase mm-hmm. attitude regarding preparing for rogue. Like, People Uh want to say, oh, I'm taking the month off after the games. Then I'll get back to training and the the chips will fall where they fall for Rogue. But I have not – I still think that the Rogue Invitational is a uh, laissez-faire policy or attitude of letting things take their own course without interfering. I I see that the Rogue Invitational as nipping at the heels of the CrossFit Games is the most prestigious event uh, out there. Like, like like really nipping at their heels. And if you're not paying attention one day, it could just pass them like that. Boom.
1: Sure. Especially with the way that they have the financial structure set up where it's not fixed, but it has opportunity to grow. And, And it is the second best earning opportunity for the winner. And in some, some regards there's, it's a better opportunity for the athletes in the games because they get a stipend to travel there and stay there that they don't have that expense. And I'm pretty sure everyone's guaranteed some, some money there which is also true of the games now. Yeah, 5000 If you finish last, $5,000 plus the stipend to go there.
0: It, you could argue that the only thing worse about the, – the, the only places that the Rogue Invitational has maybe a deficit on the games if you value these two elements is it doesn't have all the community support that the CrossFit Games has because of the affiliates and the people just affiliated with CrossFit Inc., CrossFit HQ. And then the second thing is, is just not enough days, not enough competitions. It's not long enough. It, it, it's just your traditional competition. It's not a sort of this week long festival that takes over. A Maybe
1: town. I think that there's a, I think there's a potential for a shift in the landscape in terms of uh, competition though. I think that in some aspects, and you even see this with Wadapalooza this year, that people are realizing that the long competitions are hard to get people to come to. They're I agree. To people to tune in for.
0: I agree, but that is the that that and there might not be a room for a lot of them. I totally agree. Not everyone should do that, but that is the cool thing about the CrossFit Games, right? You go to Madison, you hang out. If it's long, the whole town has been taken over. There's posters in the airport. While you're at breakfast, you see Justin Medeiros is sitting on one side. Of you you know at the breakfast place. I mean, it's it's a it's the world's you know smallest big town or whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, and 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 the week just goes on. You could bring your family there. There's a lot of different events. It's safe. And there, there the, is and, a, there is a place for that. If it, it, it sure. feels like a week long concert,
1: yeah. And then for the athletes, it's an, it's another element of what's being tested, which we've often talked about, which is that ability to recover day by day, event by event, to stay focused and in it for four or five days. Um, you know, and that. Why does Rogue do of- it in Austin? You think that they were banking
0: on just how Austin's like a super
1: fitness community?
0: Because the, the, the stands well, did seem empty last year, and it was a beautiful well, event, beautiful venue.
1: You know, they claimed that they had sold out a majority of their stuff. They may not have, have made every seat available for sale. Okay. Um, and then sometimes the camera angles, like that could have happened at Caja Magica this past week with Madrid. Sometimes the camera angle that you see is just happy. It's framing the athlete, shows behind them the empty because that all the people are piled into the front to see because they want to see the, f- the front on view. From this perspective, great find here, Caleb. We can see it looks like in the infield there that everything's full.
0: Yeah, wow, Caleb, proving me wrong
1: again. But if you flip it around and look at the outfield, it looks empty. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, go ahead, Caleb.
2: I'm pretty sure they left all the outfield empty. Like where the berm was, like nobody was sitting out there.
0: Laissez-faire. Is that how I was supposed to say it? Laissez-faire, not laissez-faire. I can't believe Sevon just said I can't believe I said it either. I can't believe I say half the shit I say. Brian can't believe I say three-quarters of the shit I say. Caleb believes it all you know. Uh Olivia Kirstetter will make her debut as a God, this almost feels like it's a real sport, as a uh professional CrossFitter at the Rogue Invitational. Cool place to have your 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 coming out party. Or scary because sure. it really is the best in the world. No, you so could,
1: you exactly could argue you could argue that the that
0: the rogue is the best in the world and the CrossFit games is not. That every uh, athlete at Rogue is is the best in the world, and the games is not. I mean, it piggybacks off of the games. I mean, I know it's using the the games to to make that those those calls.
1: I can't remember where I wrote about this. I, I wrote, oh, I, I did write about it, an article about the qualifiers coming up. The, you know, yes, the they're inviting is you know the best finishers in the world from this past season, the ten or the fifteen, in one case the twenty. But as soon as you open up the door for the qualifiers to come in, then you're getting. And these are f- incredibly fit people. Like, don't get me wrong, but you have guys like Scott Tetlow and Jack Farlow in this competition. There's no chance that those guys are top 20 fittest in the world, not even close. But they're really good in the online format. They followed all the rules. I mean, based on the test of fitness in the road qualifier, instead of those guys here, you probably would have had Colton Mertens and Samuel Cornwall based on the fitness that was exhibited. But they couldn't follow the rules or they got one no rep that made them not eligible to compete. So the, the field is worse than it would have been if only the fittest from the qualifier had actually gone through. But in this case, they're also prioritizing the ability to prove that fitness by following the rules that they've outlined. And those guys were not unable to do that, so these guys are the beneficiaries of it, but it dilutes the overall quality of the field. Great opportunity for Scott and Jack, but they're going to get their ass kicked at rope.
0: Uh K- Caleb, can you pull up the uh this is gonna get nasty here between Brian and I stand by everyone. Can you pull up the um top finishers of the CrossFit men's CrossFit games? Let's see, have Brian stick uh Farlow and Tetlow in there. See where last stick.
1: behind every single one of them. Oh please. Oh no, the ga- the entire games field? Please, yes down through 40. Oh, yes. well just skip to 20. Yeah, but just or just start at the bottom. Go
0: go to forty and be careful. Keelan Henry's coming on the show tomorrow. Don't make me say anything bad about him.
1: I cannot. I, I'm gonna be honest. I cannot accurately say how good Keelan Henry or Artur Semenov is because mm-hmm. they didn't. They were definitely both injured throughout the entire game. Keelan obviously had to withdraw. Okay. Um, I have no idea if if Scott Tetlow could beat Keelan Henry in a competition. Or not.
0: How about August Raquel May? Can Tetlow? Can Tet, Would Tetlow have, been, have finished higher
1: than thirty eight? That's not higher than thirty eighth is irrelevant in in this conversation. I would take Scott. Your Honor, Tetlo, the
0: witness is being hostile and refuses to answer the question.
1: I would take Scott Tetlow and Jack, Jack Farlow in a live competition over Augustine Raquel. And how about the guy above them, uh, K- K- Giorgos? Uh, about
0: this level, similar. Okay, level.
1: all right, all right.
0: Same with Moritz, and
1: that just shows us how good uh, Rogue is because so you're saying. Guys, that- so I'm saying that Scott and Jack are in the group of. 60 other athletes worldwide that you could slot into the CrossFit Games, and they would also just finish in the bottom 10 with the bottom 10 guys here. But I think there's another 10 athletes that I could have selected that weren't at the Games that could beat everyone in the bottom 10.
0: What happens to uh, Colton Mertens? I heard that if he didn't make Rogue, he was going to go to some other event. What event was, was Oh, is that is he's going to the Zello Games? Maybe. That would be cool. Uh, uh, Olivia Kirsch. that are going back to her. Can, can we look can, on the rogue site? Can we see the list but of even women here? Like Colton
1: going? Mertens and Baden Brown 31 and 32. I would take them over Tetlow and Farlow.
0: Right. Right. Good answer. Uh, can, can we look at the list of women, um, who are, who've, who've qualified or who will be attending, um, rogue? Is, is there anything on their site that's official? Nothing against Patrick Clark's oh. list. I just like to see what they're claiming on, uh, rogue site where uh how's Kirsted are gonna do is will this be humbling for her or will this be like a, a fucking her announcement to the world like yo is she gonna win an event there
1: if tia and mal don't show up that's a big opportunity for everyone to potentially you know win some events because i think that between the two of them they could have won half the events there at least um do we know what any of the events are at rogue i don't think so uh No, what I was going to say about Olivia earlier is this is a great opportunity for her to make her debut because uh, first of all, there's, there's not a lot, there isn't a lot of risk involved. There's no, like your, your way is paid to go there. You can go and compete freely. You're going to leave with some prize money and you're going to leave with a ton of competition experience. The competition experience is going to inform you in the same way that the games did for Emma Lawson this year of the things that you're already good enough at to, to compete the things that you're close and the things that you're not. And then she'll be able to, and because of this location in the in the calendar year, which is you know end of October, early November, that gives her a lot of time to go home and get back to work with Hepner or whoever her training partners and coaches are this year, and uh, dial in on the things that that she wants to improve on before making a run at the individual games next year. So I I think that the fact that she qualified through the qualifier for this competition is about the best. Best thing for her. If I were her, I would do this competition. I would try to do it really well. I would, and then I would uh, not really plan on doing anything else in the off season. Take what I learned from Rogue, which is yeah, the, be- the you know the best opportunity outside of the games to go against the best in the world and see where you stack up on strength, on fitness, on um, you know pulling, pushing, running, whatever happens to be tested there.
0: Who do you think wins the the women's? I, I guess you can't say because we don't know who's going.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have another opportunity to answer that question with more information. Um, but I mean just you know, you just look at the field and I would have to say that like Laura and Annie are probably pretty safe bets to do well, uh, regardless.
0: But if but if but if Tia and Mal show
1: up. If, if Tia can... shows up, she's a favorite to win and I can't really envision anything else happening. Um If Mal shows up, then I throw her right in the mix with Laura and Annie. I actually have an article coming out, I believe, tomorrow about Laura and Mal O'Brien and their performance at the games this past year.
0: What's the deal with Emma Carey? Have we heard anything? uh, The two people from that camp I'm curious about, have we heard anything in regards to Phil Toon and Emma Emma Carey either? I know Phil Toon, he's been suspended for four years, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of CrossFit, I don't think there's really much to talk about with him.
0: Has he done any interviews or anything like that? Has he has he come out and said anything that happened? No, just keeping his no. head down. Have you reached out to him? I have. He and he's been, he's been very polite and very cordial. Just basically saying, Stay, "I'm staying close to the family right now," which makes sense. That's what I do too.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have anything additionally about Phil Tune, Emma Carey. Uh, also I haven't heard anything. I haven't really asked. My, I mean, my. I don't know, you know. I don't know how serious the back injury was at Dubai. Obviously, they pulled out of the Open because of it, and then they've been getting back to work. She puts things up on, on Instagram here and there, and it looks like she's doing well. But um, I haven't heard any anything about her possibly competing in the offseason or not. Uh, and I frankly don't know if that's a good idea or not, based on how her health and fitness and, and where her she's at mentally. I mean, she's still super young, so if they take the whole year to just make sure that she's feeling great in all those ways and come to, and just like next year, we're going to focus on the season. If we have the type of season that we believe we can, which is probably a top 15 finish. We know a lot of opportunities will open up for us. You're still only 18 years old. And then we'll explore some of those things. This is a really weird comment. Why
0: isn't anyone talking about, about how great Emma Lawson is? I, I don't know how we could talk about, we, we, we spent whole shows talking about how great she is. She's great. She's fucking amazing. We're tripping. We're all tripping on her. We're tripping, right,
1: Brian? A good year. Incredibly impressed with her at the games this year. Yeah,
0: we're tripping. We're tripping. Don't worry. We're everyone's tripping. Everyone's like, Holy cow. The thing is though, Stephen, and maybe, maybe this answers your question. The women really do have a bunch of people to trip on. You got to, you got to trip on Olivia Kerstetter too. You got to trip Let on Carey. I, I, Hayley I Adams have... is 21. You got to be tripping on her. Go ahead, Brian.
1: I can answer Steven's question a little bit. So I'm doing this series on morning chalk up where I, picking two athletes and and dissecting how they did at the games this year, comparing them to each other, but also I'm comparing them to the previous year. I think that it's sometimes, I mean, yes, we can acknowledge how great this season was for Emma Lawson, this games was for Emma Lawson, but I want to see what happens next year. And then I want to see, you know, is was this a one-off? Was this a Lucas Hogberg 2018 type performance? Where we're never going to see him in, re, in a relevant position at the CrossFit Games again? Or is this something that's going to p- become perennial, where Emma Lawson is top 10 for the next 10 years at the CrossFit Games? And after two years, we have you know, that much, we have twice as much information. And after three years, I always think three, that's why I have a minimum of criteria of three to be on the all-time games list is that you have a data set that's meaningful enough over a long enough period of time that you can really start to make some evaluations. So that's why I'm writing about And I do understand that this was, I wrote about Roman and Ricky and you could say it's like their first competition, but these are guys we've known about for five years and have been waiting to see this happen. So it makes sense to evaluate them. And we have like relevant competitions against other elite level athletes at other competitions that we can point to and say, you know, this makes sense because of that. And now that we've seen this, this. So um, that's why I'm focusing on like, uh, you know, Mal this year. I didn't write so much about Mal last year because it was like, yeah, that was amazing. But is that repeatable? Well, now we know that it's not just repeatable, but she improved upon it. And so the next question is, how good can she be? What is next year have having in store for Mel? When Fry? does she win?
0: When, well, yeah. As soon as Tia steps down. Uh, Patrick Clark, Phil, to move back to Arizona, looks like he's doing more weight training and bodybuilding, which his girlfriend is highly involved in. I think, Caleb, you showed that on his Instagram also. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it looked like he was helping some guy train for the quarterfinals or something, but otherwise, that's pretty much it.
0: Phil's... Johnny says Phil's working in an Amazon warehouse, probably.
2: This
1: is your spec. You should have put a comma after warehouse. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that guy's probably working in Amazon warehouse, too, then.
1: Uh,
0: okay. Oh... When I think of um, – uh, we talked about Katrin. I, I think she's toast. I, I think about Chandler Smith. I, I think the same thing. I, as much as I love the guy and wanted to see him do well, it just seems like
1: – I think he just likes saying stuff like that.
0: To, that people are just toast? Yeah. Mm, yes, I do. But I, I wouldn't say I just like saying stuff like that. I do like saying, making predictions. Um, He, he came in through the qualifier. Is he even going to finish top ten at Rogue?
1: Chandler Smith's competed at rogue three times. He's finished fifth, fourth and eighth. Uh-huh. And the last time was eighth.
0: Yeah. And so this year he falls out of the top 10 and then falls into obscurity and becomes <laughs> a recruiter and becomes a recruiter for the army.
1: We'll see. I ready. mean, I've already said how good I think this top 10 men's field was at the games. Um, and so, you know, to finish in the top 10 in a rogue is, is a good accomplishment. And if you came through the qualifier and are able to do that, I personally think he's the only person who came through the qualifier who has a chance to finish in the top 10. Uh, and if he does, I think it'll be towards the back of the top 10, 8, 9, or 10. I think that's about as good as he can do. It's not because he's not good. It's because these guys are really fucking good.
0: Do, you consider, do you consider Chandler Smith a CrossFit Games athlete? Yeah. How can you? What do you mean? When's the last time I went to the games?
1: Last year. He did go last year? Yeah. How'd he do? He missed the cup by one spot. 21st.
0: All right. Fine. You win. Chandler Smith. Good job, buddy. Rooting for you, Brian Seven. How it's about a, he's a?
1: It's a, it's a, it, honestly, it's one of these weird situations. He competed in 2019. No one knows how the fuck he did because he didn't make the top ten. Well, he got cut the event right before it, and the other people who got cut at that time were Cole Sager, Travis Mayer, Sam Quatt, Logan Collins, Pat Vellner, Lucas Holbrook. He's in a. That's the group he was in that year. The next year, 2020, he competed online. He missed making the top five by like one point to Jeff Adler. If he'd made one point better then we'd have this totally different perspective of him. And then last year, he missed the cut by one spot. So he missed the cut by one cut. He missed the cut by one point. He missed the cut by one spot. So we actually haven't had a chance, even though he's made the games three consecutive years, to see him finish the games ever. And unlike um, Danny Spiegel, who I've made this criticism of before, it's like he was as close as you could be. And, of course, it's not any of their faults that the format was like that in 2019 or 2020. And in 2021, I mean – someone has to be the last guy out and it just so happened to be him if he makes the final 20 does he do better than let's just will morad jason hopper heppelainen baden brown royston andre huday maybe i would probably i would say he could he could have beat five of those guys over the course of the weekend if he'd had a chance to but he didn't get the chance to um and that was you know he just didn't do well enough um but that's you know and i still you know i i believe him that he was not Uh, able to breathe well at the granite games. I've never seen him look like that. I mean, he's had bad workouts before, but that was something totally different. He looked that looked like a different human uh, in terms of an athlete competing than I've ever seen from him. And uh, yeah, so, you know, he did great on the qualifier. Uh, Now let's get to see him compete live this year against some of the best and we'll have a better opportunity to say how good he, he actually still is.
0: What's that called in basketball when you shoot a basket and the guy and, and the ball is on the way down and you're not allowed to swat the ball away? If goaltending. It's on the, goaltending. That's why I say things like that. So you can, um, I shoot some far outside shots and then you can goaltend them and just fucking slap them away and be like, nah, nah, nah. You still get credit for the basket though. On my watch, you will not take, uh, put Chandler Smith in a wheelbarrow and take him to the local graveyard. You will not. Brian Friend is here. Chandler, you have been saved. Brian Smith will not let me wheel you to the, to the morgue of dead CrossFit athletes. Uh, Brian and someone, how about a show? Jeremy eat world. How about a show on the legends master qualifier and championship hosted by mayhem? Well, I don't even know what that is.
1: This is uh one of those things I have uh, infinite respect for the masters, for the masters competitions, for the legends competition that he's talking about, the masters fitness collective for all of it. But in every media venue that i've tried to promote the masters coverage for as many masters as there are and we know the numbers when they sign up for the open of the age group divisions is rivaling the individual uh, open division uh, or the elite division there's just
0: don't read the comments so you're done with your thought
1: there's just not the like when we put content out video or written about masters it doesn't get good feedback so there are the, all these people doing that, but when we do take the time to talk about it or to write about it or to profile it, they're not watching, they're not reading, they're not clicking on it. And so, and, and 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 if you're a company like the Morning Chalk Up and you see that, then you're you're like, okay, we're trying. We've put this out there and it's continually yielding 20% of the clicks or the views or the reads as the content on the individuals. And it's, and it's only producing 70, I'm making these numbers up, 70% of the attention that this, when we put out stuff on the Teams division. T E A M S. So, you know, and this is a conversation I've had over and over again, because I am always pushing for all of the athletes and all of the divisions and all the levels levels for uh, having notoriety and recognition for what they're accomplishing. Um, But when, you know, it's, it's like one of those, you know, it's almost like a kid that's just like complaining, complaining, complaining. But then when you give them what they want, they break the toy in the first day. And then it's like, well, great. Glad I spent $500 on that.
0: I, this is a little off subject here, but to to answer your question also, not to answer your question, but just a funny side story. And I know a bunch of you have heard this before, but last year at the CrossFit games, Brian was doing media for the CrossFit games and he had a lot of downtime and one of the times when he had downtime um, he was he had called into the podcast we had sent him a link and he was reporting to us what was going on and in the middle of that reporting live stream we were doing he said I asked him how's James Hobart doing and he goes well funny you should ask I'm sitting somewhere where I can see him competing right now and Hobart was in the Masters and Brian turned his camera around and went into the media pit and Brian did know that you weren't supposed to film for the media pit for outside organizations but he did it anyway without thinking because he was just excited because it was a Masters event and there was James Hobart there. James Hobart was literally this big on the screen you couldn't fucking identify him he was tiny tiny i don't like to put my fingers like this it's tiny you couldn't see it was him and uh and 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 he was fired for for filming the crossfit games and promoting the masters and streaming on the seven podcast for eight seconds i mean it was it was fucking nuts so brian um if he gets anywhere near the masters he gets jinxed and uh yeah so that's that uh speaking of masters um rich froning and team went to europe italy yeah that that fucking trips me out and i text i text rich a couple days ago and he said i was in italy and i didn't even put two and two together i just assumed he was there like with his wife and his kids or something but he went there with the mayhem team and competed
1: yeah uh yes
0: why? What? Why is someone like Rich Froning, who wants to be at home, who's a fucking homebody? Why does he go to uh, to? Oh, so he was there with his family. Well, shit. All right, that explains it. I got it.
1: Family trip to Italy in the off season. Do a little competition. Market the brand over there. I think it all adds up.
0: Some rich dude who CrossFit there, like, hey, come out in my fancy boat, and I'll show you some shit. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I'm down. I understand. Question answered. Good job. I still bet he the whole time he was there, he couldn't wait to get home, get Buffalo snot on him.
1: I'm pretty sure. Oh, actually, no, that's not the case.
0: You think Colt Mertens makes back to the games in
1: 2023? No. Uh, what what about you? The- say, I mean, he certainly could, but I would, if I was betting right now, I'd say no.
0: Did you watch the interview uh, on Morning Up with Fikowski? No. I know that there's some weird I know that there's something uh weird between me and him.
1: You and Fikowski? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I think and it's
0: sensitive, but I really need to get him on the podcast. It'll be good for both of us. Like like cathartic good or
1: just like a ratings good or, or what?
0: It'll be good for his brand that he can deal with an asshole like me and it will make him human and it will make me realize that like. Who thinks you're an asshole? I don't think you're an asshole. It it'll make me. um, I'll value him more. Not, not that he doesn't need that. I need that. that that's why it's good for me. Who? That's Fakowski. What year is
1: that? It says he he wrote about this on. Uh,
0: is that his OnlyFans page?
1: <laughs> this is from when he was playing volleyball. Probably two 2000- thousand.
0: Wow! That holy shit! That's impressive.
1: Is that the mustache you mean? Yeah, all of
0: it. Uh, he does Fikowski make it back to the games next year?
1: I think so. If he, wow, that doesn't
0: even look like him. Click that middle picture. Wow, impressive. All right. And he got a kid now? Mhm. All right. Well, I think I've made it through all my notes. Uh Anything, any any stone? I'm sure there's some stones left unturned. Anything you'd like to add? Anyone want to call in? We'll give you guys a if you say anyone want to call in, have a banter, have a stab at uh Mr. Friend? Ask Caleb why he's not seeing patients. Uh the 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 CrossFit um uh crucible the, the Crash Crucible is happening, right? We're 18- October first. Eighteen days out, nineteen October,
1: days out. Maybe it's a, it's that weekend, October first, second weekend. Might be might start the Friday before.
0: And are you going down for that?
1: <sighs> no, I'm I'm running a competition at my gym that weekend, and uh, I'm not very happy about it. But I can't so do both.
0: Does his does Jr's event at the, the Crash Crucible? Does it start on the thirtieth? Maybe yeah. Friday. Friday. Yes, does it probably. start on Friday? What's it say? Nine thirty. Uh, 930. Okay, so that's Friday, uh, September thirtieth, Then it goes October first and October second. Uh, well, th- is there any way to watch any of that? Will anyone be streaming any
1: of that? I think he intends to. I'm not sure exactly what the plan is yet.
0: And if you want, if you're an athlete, and you want to compete in that? Has the has the window closed?
1: Uh, I don't know. So there was a qualifier. I'm not. I'm not sure of the of the process for filling out the entire um, field of athletes. God, you're making me feel less
0: bad for not being following this uh, closer since I'm a huge JR fan. And and it's I'm. Been, a, I'm a, it's
1: just been tough for me because I was in planning to be intimately involved with it, and then actually, I think both of us actually changed our competition date without telling each other to the same date, and then I was unable to do it, and it's basically been devastating for me in some regards so i has, has uh, it has it challenged your has it put
0: any uh, weight no, on your no, relationship
1: any tension any no no he, he just he told me he, he just was making me feel bad about it The other no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh
0: jeremy wants his money back after brian crapped on masters um next time you want to give money just well, don't
1: he's hearing what he wants to hear so. jeez I'm not crapping on the masters at all. I'm just saying that every time that we've tried to build them up and put stuff out, they're not, they're not digesting that information as readily as, as they are. Uh, vo- you know. There's a group of people that are vocal about the fact that they want more master's coverage. But when we put more master's coverage out, there's not a big backing behind that. So it's a small, small group that's being vocal about it. And the masses aren't, aren't rallying and supporting it when it happens. And that makes it difficult for media companies to justify doing it.
2: Do you think it's because they're too old to figure out how to where to watch it?
1: Some of it is articles that are written that they're not reading. It's like I'm not. I don't think they're too old to read. <laughs> Someone called, called in, and, in and fact I ho- they're, 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 It's a reverse problem for the younger generation: is that they don't uh, have enough patience to read.
0: Someone called in, and I fucking hung up on them. Unbelievable! Un fucking believable! Uh there was a comment here. I wanted to, re- uh, seven thoughts on monster being a sponsor of crash. Uh, get, get that money. Are they really sponsor of crash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like oh, gym. caller. Hi. Maybe you are in there. Canada. Hi,
2: hi. Calling from, calling from Canada. Hi. Fully, fully vaccinated. Good. Um, your thoughts. I know you do an MMA podcast. I don't know if you heard that Elias Theodoro passed away yesterday. Who? So he's a he's a famous Canadian uh, former UFC fighter.
0: He might be before my time. I've only been watching the sport for like seven years now, I think, or eight years. How, how long has he been? What, what, did he, oh. what did he pass away from? Let me guess. Let me guess. Myocarditis. He had a heart attack.
2: No, actually, it was reported liver cancer, but he kind of kept it private uh ah. but he was only 30 he was only 34 years old
0: uh-huh my next guess then would be um, after that is like um uh drinking or pain pills i mean those days, dudes are notorious right
2: so are you are you think it's a uh, vaccination vaccine related everything too? is, is
0: vaccine event? related in canada <laughs> you know that
2: <laughs> so are my days numbered because i'm canadian I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have
0: to see Uh, how how many (laughs) boosters have you had? Have you had 12 boosters?
2: Um, close. There you go. No, I'm strong.
0: Your days are numbered.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Um, yeah, I think that was it. I mean, like it's crazy too. I mean, like with all the fucking young athletes just dropping dead everywhere, it's kind of scary, but like if you put two and two together, you obviously like kind of see what's going on. Right. Tell me. Well, I mean, I mean, at least you're talking about it. And some people are afraid to to say and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah. What's interesting, too, is, is that people are the comeback that I've heard, which is kind of bizarre, is when people say, well, why aren't you talking about all the athletes who were vaccinated who are successful? The thing is, is we don't talk about when when someone's, when we talk about drunk driving, we don't talk about the people who made it to their destination successful, but blacked out while they were driving. We talk about the fact about the ones that crashed and killed three people. And so it's just Correct. flawed logic. I hope I'm wrong, dude. I really, really, really want to be wrong. But something, but something yeah. smells very, very funny to me. Something I, I don't like to see young people being hurt.
2: Yeah, me too. But the, the, like, what's going on now, present time, is, like, things are finally kind of in the free and clear. So now people, the like, the people, the backlash that say that you got a vaccine and, and people were saying you shouldn't get it. But now the people see that all the bad shit is happening and other people. I don't think they get are get
0: seeing it. it, though. I don't think they are seeing it. Dude, the president of your yeah. country said that people who don't get the vaccine are extremists, <laughs> r- racist, and misogynist. I just watched the clip again this morning. I don't know. How so that- is
2: that stupid motherfucker. Yeah.
0: All right, brother. Well, thank you for calling. I'm sorry what happened to Elias. I'll look into it after the show.
2: Oh, good. Okay. It's all good. Love love the show. Thank you, brother. Killer I, out.
0: My, yeah, thank you. That that was my favorite Canadian of all time after Patrick Vellner. See, I need to talk to Fikowski. He could be, become my favorite Canadian. Uh, Brian, what's what's in the works for you today? What are you doing today?
1: Uh, writer's call after this. Probably work out with a couple of guys at the gym. Coach this evening. Might do some research for another article I'm writing this week. I didn't hear you say that you'll be watching the uh,
0: podcast this evening. What podcast? Uh, that's what I thought. Uh, this evening, guys, we have Jake from crossfit Five. It's our first affiliate on the affiliate show that's out of the country. Um, Jake's uh, Jake from CrossFit15 is uh, in Australia. I'm pretty pumped to have him. It's going to be a great show. That whole affiliate series has been amazing. Don't you think, Brian, have you been loving that series?
1: As- yes, incredible idea. Asshole. Okay. Love you guys. There's two Anything- things going on in the CrossFit world right now that I think people should should be taking ho- uh, note of, and it's that series and the Get With The Programming Glassman Chipper series.
0: Thank you. Very true. Very true. By the way, that that nails it on the head. You do need to go over there and watch that also to get with the programming. They're basically going through. It's for people like me who are too lazy to read the articles over and over and over. And you get a fresh perspective on it uh, while uh, Mr. Bill Grundler and Chase um, – review the articles and and give you the information. What did you think about Bill? Did you get a chance to listen to any of Bill's commentary for the games? A little bit. Um, I, I, I didn't get to listen to any of it yet. He did Masters, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the endorsement. Of course. Bye, everybody. Bye.